Welcome back again, World Cup soccer fans. We're here at Michigan State University for Impact Sports. My name's Dan Cryer, and with me again today is Brooks Lambier. Brooks, how you doing today? Good, how are you? Man, I am in a good mood. I'm in a super good mood. We have a we have a historic World Cup that we've been watching over the last three, four weeks, and we just witnessed probably one of the most historic semifinal games with the with the some would say sad destruction of Brazil by Germany. Some would say, "Whoa, that was pretty cool because I've never seen them get beat so bad." So, uh, give me your initial thoughts on that game when Germany went to Brazil. It's in Brazil. Germany put up seven goals. They had a seven goal lead on Brazil. All sorts of records were broken. What's your thoughts on that? They just didn't look like Brazil and. Boy, oh boy, Germany just looks like that team that, like I said before, that's just so balanced. I know. Does everything well. And I, I, I wanted that game to go 8 nothing. I didn't, I didn't want <laughs> Brazil to score. Merciless. Brooks is like, go, go. And I'm saying, I these people are going to cry themselves to death. And the, the word that comes to mind for me is shell-shocked. Brazil, they gave up an 11th-minute goal when there was a corner kick. They, it was horrible defense. It was it was a nice little crisscross in the box, and um, you know Mueller got in there, got his foot up perfectly, scored, and it was it was like okay, one nothing Germany. This is bad. But then ten minutes later, it was another awesome play up the middle. Germany went, and uh, you know the pass came in to Mueller. He laid it off for Miroslav Klose. He shot, rebound came right back to him. He scored his sixteenth career goal, which is a record in for. All of history, Miroslav Klose is now the all-time goal scorer. But that's really when Brazil went, oh, no, it's not going to happen. And then that's when shell shock began. And then in the 24th minute, Kroos got a goal. 26th minute, Kroos made it 4 nothing, And we're going, what? And then, uh, Brooks, you got to explain this. And then so then and then Sammy Kadira in the 29th minute, they're, uh, Germany is going right up the middle. And Brooks just goes, it's going to be 5. It's going to be 5. And said, no. <laughs> He drops it off. Kadira puts it in five nothing, yeah. and I same mean, with number six too. It was like six nothing. Oh then, my yeah. goodness! So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, we were watching together. I, I was just stunned. What were your thoughts in that four in that six minute span when four goals were scored? What I mean, other than joy, <laughs> what was what were your thoughts just from an analytical standpoint? Do you think they just was it shell shock? Did they give up? What happened? It's just Germany not. It was just Germany not standing down to Brazil. Like like I've yeah. we mentioned before, and we've talked about before. Uh, outside of the studio, mm-hmm. that you you have to when you have a team that is historically beat beaten pretty much every team they every country they've played in the yeah. World Cup or a friendly or whatnot. Yeah, and with all the great players they have, you have to you can't stand down to them. You have to go at them, and that and it doesn't matter if that's the international player, club player, whatever. Any great team you have to go after. Yeah, because you can th- there can be a game like that where it's seven one or Another day, it could be 3-1 or 4-1, depending on, you know. But you have to go at great players sure. and great teams because if you if you, if you if you kind of settle and be like, oh, yeah, we'll just kind of play a little defense. We'll let them kind of right. do whatnot. You know, it's not going to work. So, and Germany is a fearless team. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no fear. I'm there's glad no you fear. Said nothing. And, and, and most people are battling the legacy of Brazil. And I myself, uh, when we recorded last show, I said, well, Brazil is going to win because Brazil, you know, they just don't lose at home. And, you know, I, I didn't mention it, but it was it was pretty known, well known that they hadn't lost a, a competitive match in Brazil since 1975. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 39 years went by. And like you just said, Germany was fearless and they 
they weren't messing around. I mean, they, they, the first five minutes were like really frenetic. You know, it was almost like I, you could really uh, compare this to a boxing match where Brazil was the heavyweight champ. So they came out with like a blitz in the beginning and then Germany withstood that charge. And then, I mean, what, what did you think? Because when Germany was scoring all those goals, they were going directly up the center. I mean, Brazil just didn't have de- any defense. What, what, was, what was wrong with their structure? Were they just not prepared? I mean, no, I, they were prepared. I just think players were doing certain things that they shouldn't have. So, for instance, someone has to close on the ball. You know, three guys can't run back towards the net and try to block the, block the shot that's going to come. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they may, but there's probably a good chance the guy's got to put in the back of the net, which would, ha- which would happen. Yeah. Someone has to close down the ball, especially when the keeper's out and he tries to dive and and collect the ball inside the 18 box, you know, from, from one of the players. Yeah. So, they're, you know, from that standard, yeah, that that's one thing. Uh, I mean, everyone needs to track back and play defense. They didn't look organized in the back. No talking, no communication. Uh, you definitely feel bad for Julio Cesar just because. Oh yeah, not you all can't blame him. His fault. No, not at all. Uh, but I guess just as a team in general, I mean, there shouldn't be an excuse where we didn't have Neymar or Silva. as one of the reasons why we didn't play well. Mm-hmm. You're you have great players. You have a great team, and. Great teams find ways to win when you feel like you're having an off day or you're not at 100%. Yeah. So, and, and you know, I could tell you Germany's done that where games have looked close, but they've pulled it out. Yeah. Um, and so have other teams in this World Cup. But on bad days, you need to figure it out, and you need to figure it out quickly or things can right. escalate and like you, they did. You know what this reminds me of also is just the most recent Super Bowl between Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos. First offensive play of the game, the Denver guy snaps it over Manning's head. It's a safety. It's 2 nothing. So it's kind of not the same as giving up an 11-minute goal because goals are so huge in soccer. But it just didn't bode well for Denver. Seattle went down, had a field goal, made a 5, then 8, and then they got it in to make it 15 nothing. It was 22 nothing or something like that. You know, it just... And once it gets away from you early, that you know, I think maybe Brazil was trying to push forward to. They're like, "Well, we're down two nothing. We really got to get this to two one really fast." Oh crap! It's three nothing. Well, we got to get one. Oops! And at that point, I mean, it. I don't think we'll ever see something like that again because usually teams aren't. So you know, there was no choice for Brazil. They had to keep trying to attack, and Germany was fearless and merciless. And they just they said, "Here we come." It's just structurally sound up the middle. One pass, two pass, three pass, goal. Again and again and again. I mean, it 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 really was heartbreaking for those fans. I mean, people were crying, kids were crying. It's that was pretty bad. I mean, it's the game of soccer. Yep. I mean, I I mean, I, when you've been on both sides of it, like I have in my soccer career, mm-hmm. you know, I've lost a nothing before, and I've and I've sure. won like four or five nothing before. Uh, you know, it's just it's you know it's it's what it is. It is. It's what it is. If you lose a nothing, it's you know. You, you got to blame everyone. There's not just one player you blame. So <laughs> indeed, I don't. I, that's the thing. That's a great, great point. You can't. You can't. You know, Neymar was injured. Diego uh, Silva. He was had a two yellow cards, so he was out. But the players in the field, and I was really shocked at, at David Luiz. Uh, he was always trailing the the goals. You know, like because he was he's such a good defender all tournament, and you know he, he did get that uh, goal. Maybe it was bad for him to have scored that goal in in the in the uh, quarterfinal because I mean maybe he was pushing forward too much, but he just seemed to always be trailing the play. They just they were they were distraught. They lost their confidence, and Germany's not ever going to take their foot off the gas. Yeah, and also another thing too is is like I've. I've said before, mm-hmm. it's the pressure to want to win another World Cup. Yeah. And I, you know, like I said, they last time they played in Brazil, 1950, Brazil lost in the finals. Yep, to Uruguay. And yep. To Uruguay. And I think that is something that really came into play because there's a lot of pressure. I mean, in Brazil, yeah. 
some people don't understand from non-big soccer countries, maybe like the United States, which is starting to grow. Yeah. But you don't understand how much pressure it is when everyone in the world stops what they're doing and watches that game. Great. And yeah, and I agree. And you know they were they said they were rioting. You know in the streets after. Yeah. Uh, you know it's it's probably similar if I would compare it would be to uh, college mm-hmm. uh, college campus. Uh, you know the things that have happened on college campuses in the United States, like after just you know, Michigan State are, burns couches and yeah, stuff. Michigan I mean, people State get or, uh, frenetic, Connecticut or whatever, or not. You want SEC football teams go crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's you know it, it's just passionate fans, and you have to look. You have to think of that when you yeah. think of soccer fans for countries, but think of a larger scale because a country is a lot larger than just a little town. Well, the question is, I mean, were there unrealistic expectations for this team? Because I mean. Yes, Neymar is a big star, and you know Hulk is an imposing man, and Oscar's good, and and you know David Luiz is great, but really, like they never you know turned the switch to to go. Uh, so it it was like they were expecting you know Brazil just because of their legacy, but really on you could say like on paper, sure maybe there, but in real life they just really didn't have that extra notch that people were used to with Brazil. I mean, I just think like a. The the Confederations Cup when they beat Spain like four nothing five nothing in that in that game I you know you have to wait a while after the Confederations Cup to get into the World Cup yeah and you still have qualifiers but that's like you're coming off a high there you're beating you're beating the the number one team in the world yeah. four or five nothing and obviously we saw Spain in the World Cup this year they didn't do very well and we see they need to kind of restructure their yeah they their didn't system. do well at all yeah. but but you're 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 living on the you're living the high life for so long that sometimes you're up in the clouds for so long you, you know reality that sets in when two or three goals are scored on you and you're like wow we, we can't like this isn't this isn't happening like this is not real this is not surreal because we've done so well in qualifiers and the confederations cup and sure. and whatnot you know it, reality starts to set in when reality starts to set in uh, you start to panic mm-hmm. because you haven't had this good luck going going towards your way. Yep. And I know they tied Mexico, but you know they you know a tie is different than when you're getting blown out or you're down two three zero in a game. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole different feeling. Well, to to wrap up this one, I I want to say something that Ryan Smith. We were watching the game with our buddy Ryan Smith, uh, who who uh, you know he hosts Walk the Line here mm-hmm. at Impact Sports, and Ryan put a question. He said. Uh, somebody said, is there a historic team? This is when the Brazil-Germany game was starting. He said, people are saying, there's not a historically great team in this World Cup. And I and I said to him at the time, I said, well, I don't think we know this yet. And now that Germany did what they did, if Germany, who are now in the, in the finals, and we'll talk about Argentina in a second, they're going to play Argentina, it's going to be the third time those teams are meeting. If Germany goes on to defeat Argentina... I'm in, in 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 any close to similar fashion. You're going to look at this 2014 Germany football team and say this is one of the historically greatest teams ever. Now, don't you think? Yeah, I I totally agree. It, it, like I said, the, look at the balance on the team. I mean, for crying out loud, they only have <laughs> one forward. It's amazing. They're, they're like they're that strong in the midfield, and you have and you have to go through the middle of the field to get back to the defense. But then you get the defenders who are very tall and strong. Then you have Neuer that's playing a sweeper keeper, it makes it even more Man, difficult. He's a big goalkeeper too. He is. They are stocked. I mean, you just—it's it, amazing because like most teams carry three, two, three strikers, but they mm-hmm. only have one, and they, it's a one that comes off the bench. So, it, it, I mean, it, and, and Andre Schurla is came off the bench, and he scored yeah. a, the goal in the 69th minute to make it six nothing, and, and then, then he scored, then he scored another one in the 79th minute, and this is a bench player coming in, and and I mean, they could have made it eight nothing. 
Oh yeah, I, I mean it's it's just like it's just an embarrassment of riches. They yeah. really and so I do think that I did want to make that point that if Germany does go on to capture the World Cup in any capacity, even if it's zero zero and goes to PKs, there you're going to have to look at this German team as one of the best ever because they've shown it and they they started the tournament off by dismantling Portugal four to nothing. Yeah, Ghana played them really really great and the U.S. gave them a good fight. But Germany had to kind of meticulously make their way. You know, they, it took them to go to extra time against Algeria. They defeated France one nothing, where they scored an early goal and held on. But really, those floodgates opened against Brazil, and and that was that's that's something that people will literally be talking about for the history of soccer. They will. It, I mean, so I mean, next four years later, we're we'll talking about you know, depending <laughs> how the groups are drawn. <laughs> what if Germany and Brazil are no drawn kidding. in the same group again? Oh my god! Everyone's gonna dude. talk about is that seven one. <laughs> Are we gonna lose? And you gotta look at the roster again too. You know, you have Mueller, who's only twenty four. We can play again. Close, obviously, oh, be gone. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of the a lot of the guys yeah. on the German team will be back in the next four years. Yeah. So this is something no one wants to play them. No, no. And and I'm just interested. I mean, like I'm, I really don't have that much interest in discussing the third place game because it's it's just for consolation prize. But uh, I'm interested to just see how Brazil comes out in that game. I mean, they owe it to their fans to play well. And I would really, really this is this is honest statement. If if Netherlands, who's angry. If they come out and destroy Brazil or something like this, this is going to be the the whole country's. I don't know what's going to happen to the history of Brazil from this point forward. So they need to make a good showing in that third place game. I think they're going to lay an egg, Brazil. Really, they're wow. going to lay an egg. I, because yeah, you got so smashed by you got, for people. You got smashed by Germany, and you're playing a Netherlands team, which is obviously upset that they didn't get back <laughs> to the finals, and they knew they probably had a good they chance to win that game against Argentina. Oh, um, but I, I just think they're going to lay an egg. I the one thing I was thinking, I said, this is the worst case. Like there, there comes a time when you need to lose and go home, like in the NCAA tournament yeah. and, and to have to stick around and to play this game. It's they've they're Cause I was reading the headlines the next day of all the different newspapers in Brazil. And I had to look up words that were on the front cover. Cause I'm, cause they were written in giant font and it was words like shame hangover. I mean, these they are there. There was like a you know it was supposed to be their sixth championship, so it was like six stars, and the 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 sixth one was falling. It it had fallen off, and so I mean, the, the it's just such a shock for that entire country and the legacy of Brazil. And they're still great. They're still you know I guess you could liken them to the New York Yankees, but you, you know I mean they have the most and and but this one is a this is a big a stain on their record. Yeah, I I just don't like. I mean, I've I've been through it as a player. Mm-hmm. It's so hard after you lose a game by that much to be like, yeah, we want to go together. Through. Yeah, it's really difficult. It uh, a lot of emotions start running everyone through everyone's head. I know. Uh, you think, oh my gosh, we can't do this again because we're gonna upset our fans. I mean, they I, they want to win for their fans. I'm sure. But I would it's, hope it's, they play it's, well. I mean, I, you said Leonegan, it's possible. It's but, that mind know. game, though. Yeah. It's In soccer, the, the mind game is, is so it's such a big thing. <sighs> so true. It's such a big thing. You, you, you come out fearless, uh, you know, things can happen. If you, if you, lay, if you lay back and, uh, you know, don't, don't play hard, things can happen. Uh, there, there's a huge outcome. And then you have your fan base. And then also the Netherlands have a lot of fans there too as well. Yeah. And I mean, right? This third place game is really who, who's gonna who wants who wants it more? Right. Who who wants it more? Is it Netherlands who's who's gonna be, still be very angry? Are they gonna are they it's gonna? It's two land angry in? sad teams. It is. It's it crazy, can go angry so. or sad for both ways. I don't, yeah. I don't think there, I don't think there's a middle. I think there's an angry and a sad and right are are a good and a, a good and an awful game in both of them. Mm-hmm. And I think there's no middle ground. I don't think it's gonna be like. 
a 0-0 going to PKs. I think someone's going to win by at least two goals. Okay. Okay. Well, this is a perfect segue then because for the history and really the the majestic nature with which Germany defeated Brazil, I mean, that, that deserved everything that we just discussed. Then we had to go the next day expecting this great match and tactically sound. It was like a chess match between Argentina and Netherlands. But really, it was a it was a flat out boring game. And yeah, Netherlands had their shots, and uh, Argentina took maybe one or two during regulation and extra time. But I mean, that was a pretty big stinker when you say this zero zero going to PKs like that. Yeah, I, it was. It, it, I mean, it wasn't the say. most exciting game no. for sure. Um, I can't remember what other boring game there really was. Probably yeah, was the one of the Nigeria boring, games, right, maybe. The, like uh, that was the really the, that, what a great the, World Cup we've had this year. Yeah. because that's really the worst game we've had. Because who's tied zero zero? Nigeria tied and Iran. Iran zero. Mm-hmm. That was that and was Mexico boring. Brazil zero zero. But that was so exciting, exciting though, because yeah. there was great saves and shots. Yes. Yeah, that that was just the Argentina Netherlands. And so it goes just, to yeah. penalty kicks, and Argentina was was ready. Messi took the first one. That was the question that Ryan and, and Brooks and I were asking. Was like, who's is, is Messi going to shoot first? Second? So Messi comes right out and and puts it in boom and, and you know what it started with Vlar and 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 Sergio Romero the goalkeeper for Argentina it was a not a great kick by Vlar and I was wondering why did he didn't kick any of awful. them against against Costa Rica yeah. so it was just really bad strategy in my opinion and then um and then Messi we were like well they won that lead Messi just buried it and then uh you know Robin he took a PK and and made it but um Argentina says Garay made one and then Wesley Schneider boy that was a great save by Romero on that one. you're mm-hmm. a goalkeeper I mean what do you think of that save it was a great save uh but like I said what like I told when we were watching it, mm-hmm. I told you watch what the guy watch what the yeah. penalty kick taker does. Does he, up? does he open his body up? Does mm-hmm. does he close himself at the last second? As a goalkeeper, you know you have to dive. Okay, so you have you have three. Most of the time, they won't shoot in the middle. Okay. You're you're very if you shoot if you shoot down the middle in a PK, uh, like just drive it or like chip it or whatever. It's an accident. You, you've or got, chip no, maybe. no, you you've got yeah. some balls. You you have some <laughs> balls to do that. Okay. Because that that is like that is like an fu to the keeper. Like okay. you know, I'm better. We're just than keeping you. it clean today. Go yeah. on. Yeah, and uh, so pretty much, you know what happened. Uh-huh. You have two sides to pick. It's a fifty fifty. Uh huh. So you figure most times left footed guys like to curl the ball to the near near post. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them don't like to hit it across because there's a. That's good what chance. Messi did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He mm-hmm. curled it into yep. the near post. Yep. He doesn't like to go when you hit it across your body. Your more likelihood is to to miss wider sure. ab- or above. Uh, but at this level, you should be able to do both. But yeah. you, you know, you have to pick fifty-fifty, and, and but part of it too is when the guy steps up to hit the ball, you have to read their body language. Are they are they straight on to you, or is their body open? Uh, you know, like Neymar does the little stutter step thing. Yes. That really throws off keepers Definitely. when you stutter step. But but you know, it's a thing where when Schneider and and Vlar, you know, he read the body and he went that way that they were shooting. He he could tell. So you don't want to. It's it's almost like a poker. You know, like you have you have your poker yeah, face, exactly, and you, and you have your tell. Well, like every every PK guy, every every kicker sometimes you know gives away study. their tell. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and so just to to recap what happened, so Sergio Aguero made the third one to put them up uh, three to one, and then Dirk, how could how do you say his name? Count. Yes, Kaut. Dirk. Kaut. Now he just made a just a long run up like he does and drove it mm-hmm. home. So it was three two, and then Maxi Rodriguez stepped up and and buried the fourth one. So they won four two on penalty kicks, but. The point that I wanted to bring up about this is I had said something last time about the uh, Kroll was the goalkeeper against Costa Rica that they had subbed in. He's a giant man. He's about six foot five, six six, and he was getting in the face of the Costa Rican players. And I said to you, Brooks, I said I think this might be ruining some karma because yeah, they moved on, but I didn't like the sportsmanship there. Well, in in this game against Argentina in the semifinals, 
Netherlands ran out of substitutions, so they had to stay with Silison, the goalie, who's way shorter. And compared to that guy from the Costa Rica game to Kroll, he just looked like a little a little baby in there. And he he was terrible. And honestly, I mean, he got his hand on the last PK. Yeah, he got a hand, but, but it, it didn't even matter. Hard. It was Max so, Ritter. So it, it was really just hard. a kind of a pathetic goalkeeping, to be honest. And really, I have no, I I just I have no sympathy for Netherlands because of the way that the goalkeeper was acting in the Costa Rica game. And that's what you get, buddy. That's kind of ironic. You weren't allowed to come in this time, and 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 Sealison was trying to get in the face of the Argentina guys a little bit. And they're like, sorry, man, like, that's not going to work against us. I always started cruel in the beginning of the game because yeah. he's a veteran. I, you know, I think, yep. you know, it, it's a big game. He's played in a lot of big games in the Premier League. I would have started him, and then yep. you would have had a better chance in the penalty kicks. Yep. So I think what anything else to mention about that one? Because I'd like to talk about the final now because we have something good. No, just I mean Van Persie just doesn't look like Van Persie <laughs> yeah. ever since he had that He's a flying Dutchman goal. Yep. And we want one highlight, man. That's one all he highlight, brought. You know, Robin out of his mind. He did but, get a second goal in that game, but that was when Spain was like in Brazil yeah. at that point. They they were shell shocked. Yeah, Ro- I Ro- mean, I feel like Robin just been doing most of it besides Robin, Schneider. He didn't he didn't pull the trigger. He he was in the box a few times, but you know, and it was great defense by Argentina, but. You know, Netherlands is going to be for the second straight time asking themselves, why, why didn't we have enough? You know, we, it was right there. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know how to say goodbye in Dutch, but adios is what the Argentina <laughs> says. So, so now what we have is, I would say, just magnificent, a magnificent 2014 World Cup final. We have Germany. They are three-time champions, most recently in 1990, and Argentina, two-time champions, most recently in 1986. And the thing about those two matches is, 1986 was in Mexico. Argentina beat West Germany. That was how they were known at the time. That was 3-2. to two. And in 1990, the tables were turned, and West Germany defeated Argentina 1-0 on an 85th-minute penalty kick. So now we have the, the rubber match. Or, and so it's just it's something so historic. We have Lionel Messi in here for Argentina. We have the great German team that we just talked about. So uh, give me your thoughts going into this. What What's the first thing, what's going to be the most important thing, other than playing well, what's the most important thing a team's going to need to do to uh, to win this one? Oh, possess the ball, I would say. Uh, obviously, that's <laughs> that's pretty simple. That That's pretty that's much good, what though. you need to do for everything, every game sure. now. Uh, no fear. No fear for, for Germany when they have to go at, when Messi's going at him. No fear. You got to tell yourself, He's good, but we we can stop him. Uh, whether that's with one player, say, are they gonna, or is two. there going to be like a specific guy that on Germany that you expect, or is it just going to be a team effort? You know, in soccer, you really it's not like basketball where you put one person on the guy and he follows him around okay. because that just doesn't make any sense no. because that just takes that just that just ru- that no ruin, that ruins right. your shape. Yeah, but what you you know do you you, you defend as a team obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, don't give up free kicks close to the 18 where Messi can put them in. Yeah, and then you know if you're if you're Germany, uh, you know that that's for Germany. And then if you're Argentina, like no fear, you, you're you're probably a little worried that I'm wondering if they're worried. Seven, one, I'm wondering if they're worried. You're man. wondering seven I one, know. and and you're you be you know you'd be like that this could escalate very quickly if we do the same thing as. As Brazil did, and uh, I've been pretty happy with Argentina's defense. Usually, that's been one of the weaker points for okay. them, but but they played well defensively. And if you're Argentina, and hopefully Anhel Di Maria is coming back, and I, I I think he is, and uh, Anhel Di Maria and Sergio Aguero ha- have to help out Messi somehow. Messi can't do it all by himself. Uh, he, he, I mean, 
he's going to need help with them spacing, uh, creating space uh, for him to pass the ball, creating space for him to move move the ball. Uh, it, it, that, that's what it's really going to be about. Can they create sure. space for Messi to move, and can they create space for him to for Messi to play them through or to find them in the open for shots. Well, one thing, I mean, you were you were saying, I mean, Argentina has been extremely defensively sound, and it, it really can be compared to the 2010 World Cup in South Africa that was won by Spain because in the round of 16, Argentina played Switzerland, took them 0-0 to extra time, and then Di Maria got a goal very late in the 118th minute, so there's a 1-0 victory. Then in the quarterfinals, Argentina gets the 8-minute goal by Higuain against Belgium, holds them off, one nothing. so there's no goals in that one. And then what we just saw against Netherlands, Zero goals for the entire time, even extra time, went to penalty kicks. So in three knockout games, Argentina has not yielded one single goal. And uh, Romero looked great on those PKs. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was stopping it. So this is this is really a clash. We have a team that just scored seven goals on Brazil versus a team that hasn't given up a single goal yet. So it's it's almost, this is kind of reminding me of the Super Bowl a little bit. But the thing, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen because uh, it's just going to, that's the beauty of it. We're going to know based on the action on the field, can Argentina overcome whatever German you know, offensive onslaught's going to come at them? You know, Because Seattle sure as heck did that against Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. They had no problem. They shut him down. They made him look bad. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what a, what a tale of two sides going here. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be, I think it's going to be quite a game. It's not going to be boring, that's for sure. No. I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of goal scoring chances because both teams know uh, their opponent has players that can put the ball in the back of the net. And Germany strikes, I mean, like a vid- like a FIFA World Cup video game, you know, like EA Sports, you know, you're you're showing, boom, one pass. It, it just they triangulate so well. And they do what I would love the United States to do. They they get into the goal box and then they always pass a little diagonally backwards. They always that's how they got when that when they got that onslaught of goals against Brazil, it was like somebody got in there and then they they passed it back because the goalkeeper is going to react to what he thinks is a shot, but it really is a pass to the guy over to the right and the goalkeeper. There's no way. That's why you can't blame the Brazilians a goalkeeper for for not stopping anything because Germany just set him up. Yeah, and that comes with confidence. I mean, Germany obviously is a very confident team. <laughs> yeah. So when you're very confident, you're going to send more players in the box because you know you're going to get a goal out of it uh, because you're pressing so much and you're confident that if you do turn the ball over, you'll be fine defensively, uh, like Germany has been, really. I mean, they've given up goals, but they have been sound defensively. Yeah. They haven't really given up any counter goals, which is, you know, what what they did a lot to Brazil on the counter. They, they you know, took the ball, came back on the counter, put, put finished the ball in the goal. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. They just have looked great. I mean, I'm just, you know, we talked about it briefly earlier. In the round of 16, Germany was, was went to extra time 0-0 with Algeria, and Algeria had a very, very commendable tournament. But uh, Shirley scored a goal at the 92nd minute, so that was just right at the start of extra time. And then Mesut Ozil, he scored right at the 120th minute, and then it went to extra time, extra time, and Algeria got a goal. So that was just mm-hmm. right at the very end. And then against France, Germany Hummel scored in the 13th minute, so very similar to Argentina's win over Belgium. Just mm-hmm. Both of them scored that early goal and held on in the in the quarterfinals. And then the just that was totally unexpected what we saw in the Brazil game, and, and that's, that's why I just, you know, this is like the, that question, do we have a historic team? Well, if Messi and uh, and and Sergio Romero and goal, if they defeat Germany, they're a historically great team. And if Germany defeats Messi, they're a historically great team. Mm-hmm. I don't, there's no way to lose in this one. No, and I think really, unless unless you're German or Argentine, and I I think if you're watching the rest of the world, I think unless you dislike Messi or whatnot, I think most people are gonna don't care who wins or yeah, loses. Just show they, us something fun. They want to they want to see something good, and you know they'll be. 
a lot of people will be happy with whoever wins. I, I 100% agree with that. So it's exciting. The game is on Sunday, uh, July 13th. Uh, it's a 4 p.m. Eastern start. And uh, it's just one of those things that, that this is this is why I like the World Cup so much, because it only happens every four years. And it's there's so much riding on it because this is everything that you do gets stamped in the history books, like chiseled in. I mean, I can't tell you how many times over the last three, four weeks I've, I've just loved going back into Wikipedia to look up the scores, to look up who scored, you know, because because you just you picture it in your mind. And, and, and throughout my life, I can remember all the World Cup finals. And, you know, I, I, I just you say, boy, here comes another one. And there the, the crowd is going to be just wild. There's going to be, you know, so many Argentinians there, neighboring country to Brazil and German German fans travel very well. I mean, it's this it's great, and it's going to be in Rio de Janeiro. So, I mean, it's it's just going to be great. I can't. I I mean, I've run out of words to describe it other than great, great, great. I cannot wait for it. So superb, superb. I mean, it's just what a historic thing. What a great thank you, World Cups. All thirty-two teams. Really, this has been one of the most fluid and the most dynamic. The goals have been great. I mean, you and I are going to talk about who we think, uh, you know, we'll get back in here and talk about who we think are the best 11 players. But, I mean, you know, thank you for James Rodriguez from, from Colombia. Thomas Mueller has got five goals. Messi and Neymar have four goals. I mean, Kareem Benzema was great for France. There are just so many great players. United States had a, a, had, a, had a heck of a run there. That was enjoyable to watch. Tim Howard, he was so great in the goal against Belgium. So there was just... So much to remember from this World Cup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, uh, have you seen a World Cup like this in your life? No, I haven't because, I mean, I, I mean, I, so let's see. I was born in 91, mm-hmm. too young for the 94 We're one. We're not going to be saying when I was born, but go on, go on. <laughs> too young for the 94 <laughs> one. 98, uh-huh. you know, you're playing soccer, but it was, you know, you're still too young. That was a shocker for me. And yes, I am old. I'm a graduate student. And that that was a shocker because it was in France. But once again, it was Brazil. Yeah. You always expect Brazil to win, and Zinedine Zidane was fantastic. He got two goals in that, and then France ended and ended up putting in a third. Yeah. But that's just a shocker to see. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, two, sorry to interrupt. Go 2002 on. Two thousand two in Korea. Didn't really watch that one. Uh, that was okay. Was, Ronaldo got two goals in the second, and that was you know Germany losing that one, mm-hmm. and, and Ronaldo was real good in that one. Yeah. Oh uh, six is when I was in Germany. That's when I really got yep. into it, and you know that was the beginning with Clint Dempsey and Lenny Donovan yep. was still young and. And that Which, game where, Z- where Zidane headbutted the guy, mm-hmm. you know. And, I remember watching and, that and, game. And boy, that that was crazy. And mm-hmm. Italy won that, you know, on penalty kicks. Yep. And it's just, that was great. And then last time in Spain, I mean, some people complained that, you know, since Spain won every game, one to nothing. And in, in the final game was marred last year, or last year, last tournament with all those yellow cards and red cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, Jonas Eriksson, he's a Swedish uh, uh, referee. He'll be refereeing this match. I think he's going to study the film four years ago and even talk to the captains like, we don't want that again. We don't want nine yellow cards or whatever it was last time. I think there were seven yellow cards and a red card. I mean, nobody wants to see that. So. No, no one does. But, I mean, the players are playing that physical. Yeah, they hey. can't really do anything about it. Yep. So, I mean, the, the the history books could go any direction. I mean, maybe there's a red card. Maybe there's a goal early. And maybe, you know, maybe it's just a scoring onslaught both ways. But, honestly, I, I don't see it. So, I will make a prediction. I say, and, and I looked at the betting lines, uh, Germany is favored. They're minus 150 in Vegas, which which means that you'd have to bet, you know, on a ratio of 15 to win $10 or 150 to win 100 So, Germany's favored. Argentina's slight underdogs. They're plus 120. So, if you bet $10, you would win $12 back um, to pay out for 22 
on that ratio. So uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to take the favorites. I'm going to say Germany wins, and I'm going to say Germany wins two to nothing. That's my pick. And um, I was I was over two with my semifinal picks, but I feel pretty confident about uh, Germany taking this one and getting their fourth overall championship. Mm. So, what's your prediction? My heart says Argentina, but my mind says Germany. But I really want Messi to win. It's for me now. It's kind of a player thing. Cool. I've seen. I, I want like if. if if close came still tied, I probably wouldn't want to see Germany uh, win. Uh-huh, it's kind of uh-huh. it's kind of that thing. I don't get attached to teams. I get really attached to players, and I it's kind of something I want to I want to see Messi win because it just solidifies him as probably one of probably the or one of the top three greatest players to ever play this wow. game. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Argentina. It's gonna be very back and forth, and it's gonna it's it's gonna it's, it's gonna be close, and I think. I'm I'm thinking it doesn't go to extra time. Okay. I I think it's 1-0 Argentina. 1-0 Argentina. Yeah. I think that's a really that's an astute choice because just based on their 1-0 victories or you know 0-0 in the penalty kicks in this most recent game against Netherlands, I could I could completely see it going one nothing Argentina just uh, but but Germany looks like they have the pieces that are necessary to just make those little triangle passes and just go right down the middle of your throat get get a, get a goal anytime they want and uh i mean i just we'll see what happens it just it, like i said I, I i am i'm drooling over this one like i was drooling over the semifinal matches and um either way it's going to be historic so i agree with you about messi that's going to solidify his legacy you know i mean the but uh We'll see. I mean, it's just, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, uh, Diego Maradona. He played in the 86 World Cup final. He had two assists, including the winning assist um, in the 83rd minute. And then in 1990, very close game. And there was a, a, con- a disputed uh, penalty kick for that Germany got very late in the match. So, I mean, who knows how it's going to go? I just, I can't wait. And I know we'll be watching it. So, and we'll be back in here to, to discuss what happens then. Sound good? Oh, yes, it does. Cool, man. Well, that's Brooks Lambeer, and I'm Dan Cryer, and thank you for listening, and I hope you've been enjoying the World Cup as much as we have. So everybody take care, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Yes, have a good day. See you guys.